It's almost December, and in the holiday spirit, Peacock is bringing back Saved by the Bell, the 90s TV show sitcom, which was very popular back in the day. Peacock is also getting pretty competitive. It's self-promoting before every single episode that you watch from its mm-hmm. network, and 30 Rock, Parks and Rec, The Office have all left Netflix and all other platforms that they were being played on. They're also, they released the first 100 episodes of Saved by the Bell and Saved by the Bell, the college years, because they were really hoping that this show would like become a success. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the show when I was growing up, but I knew enough about it, and there have been YouTube clips that have gone popular since. And when I was in my early years on TBS, I would watch sometimes reruns of this show. So you do know the characters? Uh, for the most part, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they've done like Jimmy Fallon comebacks. and Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get to that because I have a little uh, part on that. What did you expect going in? I was expecting a show that was going to rely a lot on the old characters and a lot on the references. I was I was expecting like a Fuller House Cobra Kai type show where you it's, weren't the only one. Yeah, I wasn't the only one. No, on Reddit, a lot of people were like, I was expecting this to be like Fuller House. And was it? Uh, no, not I haven't seen Fuller House besides no. just knowing that they brought back John Stamos and the rest of them except for the Olsen twins. No, I think that this one is getting better reception. All right, well, let's talk about my first surprises, okay. and then we'll talk about your first surprises. Um, I was surprised by how bright it was. It was like a Disney show in that the way. The colors were very bright. It was also extremely clear. Like, I, it's the first show that I remember being able to see the makeup on not only the girls, but also the guys' characters. Yeah. Like, and it's just a single camera show, which is really to its benefit. I but think. why does it why does it need to be that clear? Okay, well, the reason why they made it that clear and vibrant was because the show uh, they realized that the lockers used to be orange and red, so they decided to make the teachers' doors is orange and the lockers red in order to kind of pay an homage to it. And Tracy Wakefield, who was a fan of the original series growing up, was kept in close contact with the set designer so that they would uh, even build some sets just from scratch. Do you know how she got in charge of the show? Uh, no, I don't. But I think she's worked on a couple different shows, like Masters of None and such. I just know that with shooting those type of scenes, when the lights are really bright, they must have like a Costco warehouse air conditioner <laughs> set up all around the thing so that they won't melt their faces off. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the budget was on this, but I assume it was kind of high because they made 10 episodes for this uh, season. Well, we're only going to be reviewing the first one because that's the only one we saw. Let's start off with the beginning of the pilot episode. You meet ex-Bayside student, all-grown-up governor, Zach Morris. He's on the beach. He's an airhead dunce of a governor. Uh, I don't know what Gavin Newsom must have done to fucked up like his, his race, because I don't know how you lose to this guy. Uh, he marries uh, Kelly Kapowski, who I thought was the lady that Murr liked in Impractical Jokers, but it turns out that was Danica McCullough. You mean McCullough. when he was in his underwear interviewing the person? When they made him embarrassed as hell yeah. by making him interview his childhood crush. Right. Yeah. yeah, But that was Danica McKellar, again, Wonder Years, which was a show that came in to play a few years before Saved by the Bell, probably led to that sort of movement of yeah. kids-related Saved shows. Saved by the Bell started on August 20th, 1989. Okay, so, just... so yeah, because it started off as a middle school show, right? Yeah. Good Morning, Miss Bliss, which premiered on July 11th, 1987. So technically, the show spanned one, two, three, four decades of sorts. And yeah. that's sort of where I see the Cobra Kai connection, because we have the older version of the Karate Kid, and he's selling cars, and we have the older version of Zach Morris, <laughs> and he's got his own faults. Uh, right off the bat, we learned that he's given $10 billion in tax cuts, or not, it, he's cut $10 billion from yeah. the budget of education spending, yeah. which to bail out the fossil fuel industry. Mm-hmm. And then that obviously burdens on the lower income districts. Yeah, that's where the pilot really starts off and gets its plot. And we're introduced to characters like uh, Daisy 
Aisha, Mac, Lexi, and um, Mac. I well, Mac, we are introduced to first, I think. He's a preppy kid. He's playing the son of Zach Morris, a kind of like an exaggerated version of him. <laughs> yeah. He's friends with LeBron James. Everyone at Bayside seems to live in their own big bubble there, and they're all rich, and they're all kind of cut off from reality. And it feels like this episode is like an episode of Pleasantville. Yeah. yeah. So, like... <laughs> The universe that they've created isn't one that mocks society directly. It mocks our version that's portrayed in shows like yeah, Saved by the Bell. And like Boy Meets World and very those so, 90s so, shows. So it's like the, the rich kids at Bayside aren't even stereotypes of real people. They're exaggerated stereotypes of the original cast. They're overly happy-go-lucky, sheltered, completely ignorant of those with less than them, Uh they literally don't know what it means not to have something like yeah. that one joke where yeah. he's like, don't have. <laughs> what, what is what that? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but when you have a school of crazy spoiled characters like this, you can make oddball jokes that you wouldn't normally be able to get away with. Like the entire episode being pinned around the fact that Mac can't get the right parking spot mm -hmm. and that he can pick on his principal with no repercussions whatsoever. Yeah. And that everyone is eating at a really fancy, or like at a diner mm -hmm. in California, which is really expensive every single day. Like I thought that was a really good joke yeah, to point and, out. And I, yeah, I liked it because you a lot of shows did that back in the day. It was almost like a staple of two thousand shows. Like you, well, the, it's also ensemble, it's also in movies because like in Hot Tub Time Machine, when they go back to the eighties, they're not actually seeing people from the eighties. They're seeing people from eighties movies almost, right? Because their actions are so over the top for that time. Right. But like other shows also like that 70s show, like Hi My Mother, even iCarly, like that young kids show, they always like took place around a place where people got their drinks served with. So it begs it begs the question basically, who are the sane people in the show? And it falls to the minorities who are from Douglas. Specifically right. Daisy, who's creeped out by all the privilege she's seen and wants to be student council president. She wants to be in all the honors classes. She wants to everyone to have a voice and be treated fairly. She listens to her parents Parents. And there, I think, in lies the problem, because she's too goody-goody. Like, mm -hmm. there's no question you're supposed to see her as a role model. She represents all the forward-thinking progressive ideologies in a show that's already poking fun of a hysterical semi-racist PTA yeah. uh, that's showing the rich and primarily white kids as laughably oblivious and having each of her friends tear down societal norms like girls can't play football yeah. or guys can't sing. Having Daisy at the heart of the show, it's it's okay, but it feels unnecessary because she's. It's almost like they're hitting the nail over the head of the, or is she yeah, hitting no. the nail over the head when it's already in the board? And I'll add on to that because she's given the freeze frames, and I'm fine with her getting the freeze frames. So they didn't seem as authentic as they did in the original show. Like I went back to a couple clips on YouTube, and there was literally a freeze frame where Zach Morris stops, he speaks to the camera, and then he gets out of the way of a punch that's going to be thrown at him, and then he like lets it play out, and someone ends up punching someone else. Here, it just seemed like they were there because they were wanting. To throw in another reference of the tv show i feel like they were using them to send a message and the message is wholesome and the message is right but again there's that whole aspect of be creating a stereotypical minority character who's perfect when you're already criticizing the culture in other ways mm -hmm. i don't know if it's overkill but it was just one of those things that didn't come across as good in the episode. Like there were some funny jokes that landed. There were some that didn't. But you run the risk with her character of almost creating a buzzkill to the exaggerated humor that they're throwing at the well-meaning but dumb kids that she's surrounded with. Because it's one thing to make a joke and then have the audience laugh at it. But if the main character is also staring at the camera like Jim from The Office, but not as like 
um, organically, I guess, kind of inauthentically, then it, it just won't come across as funny, I think. I agree. I think that, like, you have to have your main character have some type of faults. Like, if you think back to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Will Smith's character also had that, like, I'm going to be dropped in California in the midst of a whole different culture. Um, but he wasn't specifically, like, the perfect character. Yeah. Yet he represented something that really made people compassionate towards him. You don't need to do everything right for the people to be on your side. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay. Um, and I'll go on to... I, like, for instance, sorry, I just want to throw out there, the trans character, I don't know why, but she was really impressive. Because, Lexi, that was her name. Yeah, because she was as nutty as Mac, Mac Morris was, but they didn't, but she was socially accepted by Bayside, which was not because she was trans, but because she was friends with all of yeah. them. And they made it like feel like it was just like, oh, she's just one of the mean girls right, that's exactly. part of it. Yeah. And it was like, that's pretty cool. I believe she had some say in her character and what she did in the script. Oh, okay. So one thing I really like about the cast is that they never really seem to stop being their characters. And what I mean by that is that um, the original show ran from 1989 to 1993 on Saturday mornings on NBC, competing with the Saturday morning cartoon crowds uh, for kids. However, the ratings started to decline during that time. So what NBC did was something kind of strange. They renewed two shows. One was Saved by the Bell, The College Years, and one was Saved by the Bell, The New Class. Now, the new class focused... So like Degrassi. Yeah, exactly. Now, the new class... Uh, focused on kind of Bayside. Yeah. And um, it just focused on the char- uh, the high school characters there. But the college years was with the same so cast. like Scrubs, like, like when they went through the ninth season and the and the most of the cast left and the new cast was like yeah, part exactly. of the old. Yeah, and, and that's basically what it was. Um, but for the college years, they followed the same cast. But due to the negative reception, it ended up um, like stopping the show. It also feels like Buffy because Buffy at the end did her college years as well. I don't know if the ratings dropped or anything. Yeah, well, for this, it only lasted one season. But since season one ended, on a cliffhanger then they decided to make a movie about it seven months later that was going to tie off all of the um story arcs and was basically a finale for every character is that where kelly kapowski and zach morris get married yeah it it was even called saved by the bell wedding in las vegas that reminds me of like american pie where in the third movie they just decided to bring the characters together and actually have them get married yeah now mario lopez probably likes to make fun of himself the most for his role yeah that makes sense his character is pretty stupid in the show and he had the everybody hates chris plot where the african-american character is assumed to be good at football Mm -hmm. where in everybody hates chris chris's character the coach sees him throw like a piece of paper into a trash can and suddenly thinks he's going to be an amazing basketball player that actually had one of my favorite jokes where Mario Lopez turns around the chair and sits down on it. And then Devante is like, you're the only person I've ever seen do that in real life or something they like that. They would do that all the time on the show. Well, in the few clips that I've seen of the show, that was like, they were all doing yeah, that, even it, as kids. And again, that was a reference to the 90s. Like you're saying, have you ever seen um, I've the, done it once. the Yo Teach, <laughs> the Yo Teach uh, Funny People skits? No. Right before Funny People, they had made six promotional skits where Jason Schwartzman was basically the teacher and even and they starred people like Bo Burnham and just other like teenage kids and basically it was making fun of Boy Meets World and Saved by the Bell where like every single student had a problem but Jason Schwartzman would like just like help them mm-hmm. even sounds like an SNL sketch but yeah, yeah and, it, and it just reminded me of what Mario Lopez did because he was basically doing the same thing so that was one of my favorite jokes another one of mine was probably when Lexi was like well I have a Kardashian coming at lunch and then Max says which one Rob I thought that that delivery was pretty good and then of course it was expected but also the caffeine 
uh, joke that I'm so excited, I'm so scared, which is, of course, a reference to Elizabeth Berkeley's infamous Saved by the Bell episode. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the caffeine one? Yeah. The okay. she just yeah, so pills. I had some stray thoughts as well. Uh, first of all, I didn't know you could still get service on a brick phone. Yeah. Like, is that possible? I don't think I guess so. they, I, no, I think you can, because I read that you can put a SIM card into it, and it might work. Oh, I know, So, yeah. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. And then the other one was, like, this PTA, when they were all, like, kind of being inter-racist, uh, could give the weeds moms a run for their money. <laughs> and then, uh, Daisy, when she said that she couldn't be in an honors program because the previous curriculum at Douglas, uh, was considered not to standard, mm-hmm. I think they would still let her test into it. Like, if... A student had the wherewithal to ask to try to get into honors. I think a school would most likely let you at least try to test into it. But that's that was just an opinion I had. Then they had Jamie's character, the jock kind of guy, mm-hmm. but apparently he's not very good. Yeah, and I, I liked how he was carrying around a football. He is mm-hmm. a yeah. <laughs> well, <it's> a, <laughs> that was a good joke. Yeah. Um, and then also the dog named Porno. I was really glad that they got rid of the laugh track. Yeah, I didn't even realize, but you're right. That'd be cool if they added a filter that you could just put in under, like, the subtitles, and then you could put laugh track, and then they just add it onto there. They should do that with every TV show, like Breaking Bad. (laughs) Did you have a favorite character? Um, I'll shout out to the principal, Ron uh, Todman, I think. Uh, (laughs) I wonder if he's seen Pitch Perfect 2, because they make a reference to it in the PTA meeting, and then he shows up almost immediately after, and in that universe... It'd be very confusing for him to see that movie. Well, they said apparently that the scene design, they wanted to make everything very colorful, like we've already talked about, except for the principal's office because they wanted to reflect his inner mind because of like how much his life is a mess. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a sitcom-y type principal. He literally goes and tries to get that book for the herd, and he was like, this is my favorite quote, and it's like the oldest joke in the, yeah, the book. Yeah, and I think that my uh, favorite character was Slater just because of, I thought that he had the most funny parts. I think um, they probably could have done a Joey with him where they just give him his own show and then like the later years with Slater. And the fact that they decided to make Zach the governor of California was just as crazy as I kind of wanted to be. I expected them to have more of those jokes. No, because I don't think that the main characters are going to be too big a role in and, this and, show. And that's what I liked about the show. They didn't rely on the characters. They relied on the new characters. And I think that they were interesting enough. I'll do, you go know, with... do you know who Wolfgang Puck is? Because they, I didn't know who that was. No, I, I feel I, like I he's no super idea. famous because they they said that he um, sponsored the cafeteria. Mm. He's one of the most famous cooks out there. I read on his Wikipedia that it says that he's one of the most likely celebrities that both you and your grandma know. And I was like, but I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> what I did know is I know about the Momo thing. And I thought that thing was over. Like, yeah, I, I didn't know people the, were did. still making responses to Momo from 2018. I feel like that's like people who still think that Dab are famous or the people. Who well, are how soon do you think they're going to make a joke about the blue and white dress? Oriani and Laurel. I was happy to hear Micropigs mentioned. It was just so random. And like, I have so many questions when it comes to Micropigs. How expensive are they, first of all? Can you actually raise them as pets? Uh, are they as smart as real pigs? Do they get along with other people, like dogs? <laughs> can you have a, a guard Micropig? Like, can you teach a pig like a, to be like, like a, a pit bull? dog? <laughs> like a pit bull. Yeah. And then can you have an army of Micropigs? <laughs> like, can you strike them out? People? Like, if they're smart and they can be guard pets... Can you send them out to, like, attack? I had no idea what a micro pig was. Like, I knew what it was when they said it, but I didn't know it was a thing. It's like a Twitter phenomenon or, like, Instagram. Like, you see them on people's hands and stuff. <laughs> like, I'm not saying this for sure, but if Trump had gotten out there and said, micro pigs for everyone, we might be looking at a much closer election. <laughs> 
I know that one of the storylines that I felt was too closely related to another show, Sex Education, was Devante's. It also reminded me of Glee, because I know they were singing, but also Glee type liked to do that thing where it took a, kind of a, an emotional storyline and was like, well, look at this. They can sing. Yeah. And, yeah. And Jackson, who in Sex Education is like a star swimming player, he uh, wants to be in theater. And when he tries out, the like acting coach is also like, oh my God, and gives yeah, him the lead it's starring role. Yeah, it's a cliche at this point where Barry going in and yeah. performing well for his his acting coach. It's, whenever someone looks like they can't sing or act and then they go and they perform in a TV show, they're always going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Spectacular. <laughs> and everybody's face is just going to jaw drop. This is why I felt kind of neutral about the show. It was more edgy than um, the original. And it was still family friendly, but it was like TV 14. And I think the reason for that, much like the Animaniacs, is because they wanted to get like the viewership, which is probably now in their mid 30s to early 40s to like get be more entertained. It was TV 14. It did sneak in a couple real kid jokes, like when they were trying to um, bomb the uh, student council president nomination. Their first one was like, we're going to give everyone Fs. Yeah. And they found it really funny. It was like, wow, who are you appealing to? Five year olds? <laughs> um, and also the characters, aside from the old cast um which i say the uh, main characters are lexi mac and daisy and aisha um everyone else i kind of was like okay i don't hate your characters but you really haven't given me much to go off of and again we only saw the first episode i think that the new people they haven't been in much before right yeah not not a lot in fact i think the only person that's been the trans character who is in no good nick and i know that um mm -hmm. she came out as trans in 2018 uh you realize that screech wasn't there and the creator and, and has the not principal the original yeah principal. the original principal the creator has said that she's open to bringing screech back but just with legal I troubles he had and, legal problems, and yeah. 2009 he released kind of a tell-all book that ended up being kind of full of lies but she said that she was still open to it which i think would be pretty interesting is it confirmed that he lied in his tell-all book yeah he even said so <laughs> he was yeah. like i got some money though he was like my ghostwriter maybe sensationalized some of the stories so i kind of want to read the book more now <laughs> Yeah, and Jimmy Fallon has had several skits where he brings back people from Saved by the Bell. Mm -hmm. I know that when he had Zach Morris on in an interview, like Zach Morris literally stopped the interview in the middle and, sp and spoke to the camera. Where did the Steve Buscemi like meme come from? Like that must have been Rock. That was Thirty Rock, right? Yeah. yeah. So another Peacock show. <laughs> you mentioned other shows it reminded you of. At certain moments, it felt like On the Block, yeah. the Netflix show, or Dear White People um to a certain extent mm. except with that one it feels like there's a little bit more subtlety with the blame sometimes because of the name of the show yeah than in this one where it was just straight up like yeah they're wrong and i'm right <laughs> okay <laughs> another thing i actually like in this which again you can call it obvious but the fact that daisy by the end ended up being the um school president and then she made that parking space that mac and uh, lexi were fighting over as the bus stop I found that a bit cliche. I was just like, all right. Um, but one of the, I learned this from Reddit. One of the people from Zach Morris is trash. I believe the creator, and I'm not sure if he's the narrator the, the for that. The funny or die thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's actually working on the revival of the show. That's nuts. He does like after school special jokes. Maybe he's the reason why it's like making fun of the original so much. I want to see a scene where you have Zach Morris and Daisy in the same room and they both use the flash thing at the same time where it freezes time. And then they both like look at each other and they're like, ah, 
<laughs> that would be funny. That'd be crazy, though. I feel like too crazy for too the meta? show. Too yeah, meta for the show? Meta. Maybe I've seen the Animaniacs thing, and I'm like, oh, they should really, really go into that. <laughs> I also realized, aside from the main cast, that like the extras and stuff were supposed to kind of act like they were in the 90s. Like They were supposed to have these really cheesy That's, again, dialogue where it was things. like Pleasantville. Like, it honestly felt like the... Bayside characters are just unintuned to the world around them. Mm -hmm. Like they are stuck in a TV show and that Daisy is supposed to like free them from that. Right. So it'd be funny if they like in Pleasantville, they became colorful when they realized what was going on. Mm -hmm. If they became more like dark toned because (laughs) um, I'm talking about the uh, level of lighting, lighting. not not the people's skin. (laughs) That would be a little weird. (laughs) Okay. I don't think we mentioned the high school counselor, Jamie's mom, the one who like settled down to PTA and also talked to Mario Lopez's character um, when he meet tutor at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, later on when she made her son. Um, Ants on the log. Ants on the log. Yeah. And then he said, I, I brought these from home. Yeah. That would be, that was a funny <laughs> joke. All right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What, what about her has changed from the original series? I think that her character in the original was the most complicated. And so I think like they it had made, the most difficult storyline. Yeah. And so I think that they made her a guidance counselor. That, that tracks, I guess, because she can talk people down and that's, it fits her position pretty well. But in this school, it seems like the, type of issues that they'd be dealing with would be very odd to be talking about like my ipad broke yeah no not actual like issues that was weird to see that like i never thought of a paperless school because oh, that's gonna happen future. yeah i mean it's sort of paperless right now with covid well yeah obviously but i mean like when students are back in school mm-hmm. i didn't think that xerox would just rip up the stuff that you don't actually use or that you can't pay for that it. was yeah that was a little weird to me i was like wouldn't they just pay the ten dollars and then not use? i thought the stuff? lady behind her was gonna pay instead of having her just kind of guilt trip the guy into yeah i thought that was, it was gonna go that way All too right. i think we're heading too far into the specifics of the episode as a whole i found the episode mediocre there were plenty of moments with like comedy yeah. that that were legitimately funny there was the tesla joke which i found funny to see more teslas around tv nowadays i thought aisha saying that the teachers cars were worse than the students cars was also funny yeah and then there were cringeworthy moments where it was like this is so cliche i was expecting this come on guys like you can do better but it's that type of show it was that type of show to begin with Mm -hmm. so i can't fault it too much for that if you really liked Saved by the Bell, though, I'd be curious if you'd like this show. I think show. you would like this show. And I think that Peacock is very much wanting to give this a second season, though nothing has been confirmed yet. Yeah, it is cool to see people from yesteryear come back to their old projects and stuff. It gives you hope that for the shows that you really like, that um, not, not to say that people don't really like this one, but other things that they would come back for those two. Yeah, and I'm wondering, you know, I asked you last time when we did Animaniacs what show you would want to return. I'm wondering what shows will return in the future. Uh, when you say want to return, it's different than like with the Office interview that they did with Steve Carell a few years ago. Like, even if they brought the Office back, it wouldn't be the same thing. Right, like they can't Unless do it with you paid friends. them a ton of money. No, and you can't do that, that with like friends or something like that. Sure you can. Friends would probably be the easiest one to do it. With. I mean, they ended it pretty like... Because it's sitcom though. Yeah, but it'd be harder for them to do multiple seasons, I feel like. Maybe. Maybe they can just do Old Friends. All right, so All right. we'll see you on the next episode. We're going to be doing Old Friends. It comes out in 2022. No. Uh, this is our 90th episode, and we're 10 away from the top 100, mm-hmm. where we'll be doing our top... 10 favorites uh each of us does our own separate and then we'll be talking about all the episodes so it's going to be a long episode and uh you guys should tune in if you like it look um, forward to that if you like the episode tune into it <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll see you then bye, bye.